about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Garrett Ross. And welcome to Thursday. Welcome into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us as uh, we get ready to uh, to rock and roll here on Thursday morning. All right, so it, it, I, I realize it's springtime and I get it. But, man, when you can go from a day where it's about 80, 85, and then all of a sudden it's 10 or 15 degrees cooler the next day, and then, you know, it's going to get warm again. It's, it's, a, it's one of those yo-yo deals. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff in the air right now, a lot of sneezing going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like it. My head felt like a balloon yesterday all Did day. It? it was miserable. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, Ward. He was. Um, he had a collared shirt on. He had shoes on. Shoes. I didn't. No, look. No, here's the deal. <laughs> let me, let me, I'll, I did have the collared shirt. I was going to wear shoes. I put them on, and they had a hole in the side because I haven't wore shoes in forever. And I was like, you know what? Well, well, that looked like shoes that you had on no, yesterday. That was my slides. I had my slides on. You had the the little flip floppy things you yeah. did. I thought you had these shoes See? on. I could pull it off. Huh. All right. But no, I got to get some new shoes. Yes, I did. I had full intention of wearing shoes yesterday. Already had holes in his <laughs> shoes. There's a song in there somewhere now. I'm telling you. Tom there's, a country, Hall. there's a country song in there someplace. Man had holes in his shoes, but all was good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Were you doing okay? Outstanding. How are we, Garrett? I'm good. Yeah. We were at Pro Day yesterday, and it was interesting. Uh, there's a lot of hurry up and wait, but when some of the, I mean, you could see, you know, these guys doing these drills and some of these drills and look, they're not football drills. Some are, there, there was a handful of football drills, but just, just to see what kind of athletes these guys are, uh, you know, when they were running the forties, I was like, golly, even the big boys, they were flying. I would not have wanted to step in front of Xavier Newman Johnson. Nope. <laughs> no way. And and throwing on the brakes and, and finally slowing down down at the down at the wall. We were at the indoor, so that was fun. We'll uh, we'll get into that and some interesting comments afterwards, uh, and we'll um, we'll we'll dive into that today. Uh, we're going to continue our our Big Twelve spring football tour. We're going to head to Austin, talk to Jeff Howe uh, from two four seven Sports and one zero four nine The Horn FM. Uh, he covers uh, the uh, Longhorns. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to him. Uh, Jeff Arians? Uh, Bruce Arians, rather. Jeff, I don't know. Bruce Arians stepping down. That's an interesting move after Tom Brady comes back. We'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit about that. There, uh, Garrett shared with Ward and I last night. A uh, Where did you find that, by the way? Uh, well, it was on Twitter. The guy published it. It's on um, CFN, collegefootballnews.com. Uh, interesting, interesting piece. On what did he call it? Hoops and helmets. Yes, hoops and helmets. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a look at a combination look at the success level of uh, schools around the country with both their their basketball programs and their football programs. So we'll we'll get into that a little bit. It's very interesting. Uh, more news and notes on the Final Four. Uh, Bryce Cherry is going to join us. Get us up to speed on what's going on. There's a lot of soccer playoff action going on and. Uh, we'll talk to Bryce a little bit about that. 
and uh, and then you know whatever else we can get into. So that's kind of the plan for this morning. And uh, if you've got something you want to share with us, our CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty two five four six six two sixteen sixty. If you uh, want to jump in, so maybe we missed something. Maybe we maybe we omitted. Maybe we overlooked. We can do it with your help on the CNC Collision Center text line. All right, as we do every Thursday, and I think I, I'm trying. I was trying to remember the first time we had Mike on. I think what what war 1979, 1980, right around there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's bring in Mike Gray from the uh, Animal Humane Society. And uh, Mike, what's going on today? Oh, not much, guys. How are we doing this morning? We're doing good. We're doing good. What What do we got going on at the uh, at the at the shelter? So we are uh, doing free adoptions uh, for the rest of this week again. Um, uh, you know, uh, the intake's getting a little a little high. We're getting a little uh, too many dogs. Why? Right now. So Why? What's going on now? Same, same, uh, same as last week. Uh, just high high number of intake. Uh, we're not at max capacity or anything like that, but we are just getting, uh, you know, more dogs than we're comfortable having. You know, in the city, uh, it, you know, does a wonderful job taking care of all these dogs every day. We have a vet that is, you know, freaking incredible. We had a dog come in uh, two days ago that that uh, a 14-year-old pit bull, and uh, somebody had shot it uh, in the stomach with a, a 22, uh, and then the dog had eaten a fish hook. And just been wandering around, um, and it got brought into the shelter with a you know a fresh gunshot wound, uh, and our vet took it to emergency surgery. Took the took the bullet out, uh, took the, uh, the fish hook out, and um, stitched him back up. And he's hopefully optimistic that he'll he'll make it. But uh, it's been a you know crazy week. So who in uh, the so heck it, does that? Who uh, does uh, that? You know. You know, I don't know, and and it seems you know. Um, hey, what do you want to do today, Fred? Let's go shoot a dog. Right. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, this is the type of stuff that we we unfortunately see every once in a while, and um, you know, the vet up there at the human at the Waco Animal Shelter is freaking awesome, and uh, just wow. I mean, I could I can't imagine just you know having to go into surgery and do something like that to a dog, but. Uh, especially a 14 year old dog, you know, it's just crazy, right? Um, and so we're going to go over to the owner's house. Um, they've had the dog pretty much, I think, their entire life. And uh, somehow, like last week during the storms, the dog got out and they've been looking for it and looking for it and looking for it. And um, so we're going to go over there and check out the fence and see what we can't do to help secure the fence to kind of keep the dog from, from getting back out. But we want the dog to go back home to the owners because they've had it for like 14 years. Wow. Um, and so, you know, they were just in tears when they heard what happened to them. They said, I could, they couldn't imagine anybody ever shooting their dog, but they did. Somebody did. And so, um, yeah. Mike, you mentioned a good, a interesting thing right there. You were talking about the storms that caused the dogs to get out. At this time of year, when we get into spring and we start seeing more tornadoes, more storms yeah. uh, frequently, are y'all seeing more and more uh, animals turn up who have escaped from their yards? Yeah, absolutely. So, um you know, when the storms come, these big thundering storms come, uh, you know, and the dogs are in the backyard, they hear the thunder, and they just fr- kind of freak out. So they want to get anywhere away from wherever they are, even if it's not a better place than where they're at right at the current moment. So, you know, 
um, I had a, a bug zapper. I've, I've told you all this before. I had a bug zapper that I installed a while back, and uh, one of my dogs, like, freaked out when they started zapping bugs, and she could have just come inside, but she decided to run and jump, jump over the fence instead. So, you know, dogs do some silly things sometimes, and so, you know, when the storms are on and, and things like that, it's best to really keep your dogs inside or, or uh, at least kind of be with them to make sure they're not trying to jump out of the fence. Mike, uh, what what are the needs right now at the at the shelter? Uh, always use volunteers. Always use um, dog and cat food, uh, and always use people to come on in and, and and adopt some dogs. I know Garrett's uh, loving his little pup, so uh, y'all can get the get the same love Garrett's getting and come on down and get you one. I think Garrett uh, they changed the name of the dog to. Sir Isaac Newton or something. I don't know. What'd you, what's the name of the dog? No, he's still Martin. Oh, he's still Martin. Yeah, he's okay. still Martin. I, I, yeah, I, I just maybe I made that up. All right. Uh, and I guess you could still use volunteers maybe just to come down and, and maybe at lunchtime walk some dogs and just get out and get some exercise. Absolutely. That'd be great. So, All right. Uh, where are we located? How can we get a hold of you? Uh, 2032 Circle Road. And you can get a hold of us at 254 1454. Mike, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much, and thanks for all you guys do over at the uh, over at the uh, Humane Society. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Can you believe? No, that's ridiculous. I mean, you would, and there's no way to. I get it, but man, you would love to find out who did that. Yeah. You would love for the Waco Police Department to go over and put some handcuffs on somebody. That's for, ridiculous. for doing that. No, just, I don't get it. All right, 7.09, nine minutes after. Boy, that's a downer, isn't it? It's kind of, but it, those are the kind of things that do happen that you never hear about, you know. Uh, 7.09, this is uh, game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get a uh, a check of the weather forecast, and then we're going to dive into what uh, what went on over to the uh, over at the indoor facility, the football indoor f- facility yesterday. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. High pressure slides in, and that'll give us lots of sunshine today. It'll be a pretty seasonal day with highs topping out at 74 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 43 and partly cloudy tomorrow. It's going to be a warmer day with a high around 80. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris. Join us tonight beginning at 6 p.m. and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. That's tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's in Waco and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. 
At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include any one meat plate with two sides for only $8.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. All right, 7-14, 14 after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. If you're getting out and about, drive safely this morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to our CNC Collision Center text line. And uh, from the CNC Collision Center text line and the 903 area code, two questions about the pro day. Who helped themselves the most for the draft, and what is the name that uh, that uh, stood out uh, in uh, who might not get drafted but end up with a uh, a camp invite? Well, first of all, there's I think there's several that are going to get some camp invites, and there's several that have already been invited to come in for interviews and things like that, which is kind of the next step in the process. It is. I think when you look at the camp yesterday, the, the people who stood out the most to me were Jalen Petrie. Uh, he obviously he didn't run his 40 at the NFL combine. Uh, he elected to do it yesterday. He only needed one run, uh, one go at it. Uh, and he clocked about a four, four, one. He looked really good in all the drills. He had a, a nice broad jump out there. I believe his broad jump was around 11, almost 11. I want to say, um, and he did a good job of showing that he, uh, can catch the ball. I think that was a lot of the concern. Obviously, we know he's a good tackler, can make plays in the backfield. 
uh, and definitely off the edge when it comes to blitzing, but he showed that he can make plays with his hands, uh, which was really impressive. Ebner showed that he can run routes, that he's not just a special teams guy, running back guy. Uh, he he showed routes. I thought I thought uh, Taquan Thornton ran good routes and, 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 and did a nice job. There were several guys I thought kind of helped themselves in the process yesterday, and uh, several of them talked about the situation after the uh, the combine and and uh, and Jalen talked about uh, well he just talked about the confidence coming out of the uh, the uh, out of the pro day. Um, I believe I'm the best out. You know, I believe that I have the tool set along with the mentality to you know make plays in the next level. And you know, I'm just trying to relay that to you know the coaches and the executive staff on those NFL teams as well. So hopefully they could you know choose me pretty early because I think I'm the best. You know, when I first heard that and I heard it live. I went, wow. But then if you stop and think about it, if you don't, Ward, have that mentality and you don't walk around with, with, with that skill set and that confidence set, you don't have a chance. No, you don't. Not, not These are all world-class athletes that are playing in the National Football League. Yeah. And, and if you don't take that approach, <laughs> uh, you're, you're going to be left behind. It, 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 so – after I've, I've listened to it several times, I went, "Wow, that, that's 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 what you need." Uh, but at first, it kind of it kind of caught me. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> okay, all right." But I think if you're a GM or if you're a scout, that's what you want to hear from sure a player. You, do. you don't want to hear anybody like apprehensive. I hope to make the or, team. Exactly. Yeah. You want somebody to come in that's confident, locked in, and and has their goals in mind. Yeah, I mean, he basically said, "You know, draft me, pick me, and you get the best." I like it. I do too. So good stuff there. Uh, and, and we talked also about Tristan Ebner, and Ebner was asked, you know, what his takeaway was on uh, from from the end of the day on pro day. Yes, yeah, so I believe it helped a lot. Uh, a lot of scouts had a lot of good things to say, and uh, they had some feedback for me that I can continue working on and helping my game. But for the overall, I think I earned a lot of money today. Thinks he helped himself. Thinks he helped himself. He looked good catching the ball. He did. He did. Uh, you know, and, and he's one of those guys that his he's so diverse when he gets in the league. I think he would probably be more than likely a special teams guy, but he's proven that he can return kicks and he's dangerous in open space. Well, his you know you you turn the projector on projector. How about that one? There's a blast from fast. It's huddled now, Tom. Lord, you want to explain to uh, Garrett what a projector is? <laughs> I've got three or four. I can show him one. <laughs> and that thing that hangs on the wall, that's a phone. <laughs> it has a big, long cord so you can go out the sliding glass door and have a private conversation. <laughs> I mean, holy moly. Uh, but, I mean, his film says, you know, that he can return kicks. He proved it. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the things that he talked about yesterday is he wanted to show Hey, look, I'm not just a special team. I, yes, I can help you on special teams. I, I know that if I make a roster, it's probably because of my special teams work. But, look, I can run a route, too. I can, you know, I can do these things. And so uh, I think that was his goal. Now, there was over – there was right at 50 scouts uh, from the National Football League, the XFL, and the, the Canadian Football League. Uh, 31 of the 32 National Football League teams sent somebody – to Waco, Texas, yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, we think we've kind of figured out who thirty-two is, but uh, who cares? Yeah. But but if if somebody hits a home run out of this group, <laughs> and you weren't there, yikes. that's on you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that uh, 
that was that was pro day. You were there. I mean, again, I, I'm still kind of curious about the way it operates now because every guy that that has a legitimate opportunity to to get to the league probably has, you know, or in, in these Baylor players' cases, anywhere from twelve to fourteen games of current video. So these guys, when they arrived here, they knew in their mind who they felt like could play and who couldn't play. So I was trying to figure out what, you know, I was just watching the thing unfold. I was trying to figure out what are they looking for? Are they really looking to see how fast he is? Uh, or do they want to know how football fast he is? Or are they, do they really want to know how well he runs those cones? Uh, do they really want to know how well he long jumps? Uh, you know, a, a, what are they truly, truly looking for with these guys? And again, keeping in mind that all of these guys have the video packages on these players. They know their football skill set. I think it's it's more of can you pay attention and can you handle the small details? There's so many small details day, day in and day out that you have to, to really – master in the NFL to be successful you can go out and make plays can you listen can you are you disciplined I think that's more so what they were looking at um as far as strength goes we didn't get to see the bench pressing or anything so there's no telling you know what aspect they're looking at from that standpoint and also Ward brought up a really good point yesterday how do you conduct yourself in an interview how, how do you conduct yourself in a one-on-one situation uh and as far as when you look at Kalen Barnes I think you know, this is a guy that went out to the combine and blew everybody away with the, that 4-2-40 that he did. And you know, I thought he did a good job of coming out yesterday, and he said his mentality was, I wanted to show everybody I'm more than just a speed guy I can catch. Like, when you I'm look a football at, player. Yeah, when you look at John Ross, he came out of Washington. You know, he set the, the he ran a 4-2, but he got into the league. He didn't have the hands. Kalen wanted to come out there and prove that he's a, a well-rounded individual and a well-rounded player. I think he was able to do that yesterday. So, it's it, to me, it's more of the – the small things that they're looking for in a player. Again, for the majority, though, Ward, those guys have the video. Those guys, you know, the the the, the league, the, the not the league, but the the individual franchises. They they've got data, information, video. I'm just curious when that scout is sitting there in the stand because they had a little stand set up for them uh, for some of it. And a lot of that stuff, there was not much football stuff until the very end. And in the very end, you know, they had throwing drills, uh, had throwing drills for the receivers. They had, uh, they had, uh, you know, coverage drills for the 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 DBs, and they had blocking drills for the old linemen. I mean, and uh, and then they they uh, actually had some linebacker drills for Menard and all that kind of good stuff. So there was some football oriented stuff towards the end but I was sitting there when they were long jumping I'm thinking what are they looking for in that long jump I mean there's got to be you know they didn't get on a plane and fly here to see a guy jump nine feet seven inches there has to be more to it than 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 that and and maybe I was I'm looking too much into it I don't know uh but it, it just seemed there there has to be more I think or, well, there's not. I mean, yeah, you're you're trying to dig too deep. They're 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 looking for the intangibles, and if something wows them, then that's fine. Uh, again, it goes back to 
you know, how how does a player carry himself? How does he conduct himself? You know, can he follow instructions like Garrett said? Uh, can he do what he's asked to be to to do in that situation? Uh, and, and basically, again, it goes back to how are they carrying themselves through those drills? How you know what you can tell a lot about how somebody acts around their own environment, body and, language. Yeah, it, it's body language in a lot of things, a lot of times. And then again, to me, the most important part about the whole thing is you've got to nail the interview. If you don't nail the interview, they're going to walk away. They're not. They're not even going to give you a second look. So, uh, the drills are more or less a formality. They want to make sure that you know you can chew gum and walk at the same time. <laughs> that it's not just a, a you know something that that is not uh, your capability, but to follow instructions and, and be able to do that. I, I don't. I don't think you know any of those drills carry a whole lot of weight individually, but altogether they do. Well, they got it done yesterday, and there was 14 players that uh, participated, uh, including John Lovett. That was interesting. Yes, it was to see him come back. You know, and I was thinking about that, like why is he coming back and doing it here? But he didn't really get on the field much at Penn State, so I, there's not much film to work off of. So this is a great opportunity not for current him to come anyway. Back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not current anyway. So he, again, he's probably the exception to the rule. But for most of the guys, there's there's plenty of video. Plenty of take. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, so that was that was yesterday. It was and, and again an interesting day. Uh, spring football practice continues today, and uh, we'll be out there after practice and uh, and uh, and see what's going on. And and, and but yeah, they. Uh, in fact, they're going to have another practice on Saturday. And Saturday they're going to practice at the stadium, I believe. So mm-hmm. uh, as they work towards the April twenty third spring football game. So and as that gets closer, we will give you more details on that. All right. It is at 725. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And uh, we are brought to you this morning by Versalift Southwest, a uh, now currently hiring a hydraulic electrical and service techs at 7601 Imperial Drive. Also by ProStar Rental, the number one choice for all your equipment needs at 2308 Robinson Drive and in Belton on I-35. Also brought to you by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. See what a free arch support fitting can do for you. And by Big Boys Record Service. Family owned and operated since 1984. No job too big or too small. If you have a problem on the side of the road, contact Big Boys and they're going to take great care of you. All right, it's uh, 726. Stay with us. We're going to talk some more football. We're going to take a look at what's going on with the Longhorn Spring football drills. We'll do that with Jeff Howell, and that's coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Greedy Carter, our guest, one of Baylor's all-time greats, now back as Baylor's uh, Director of Player Development on Scott Drew's staff. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just thankful. It, it means a lot. Um, you know how much I love Baylor. Baylor know how much I love them. You know, um, and I always say, man, Baylor helped me out in so many ways, you know, and to, to help me grow up, to help me be a better husband, to help me be a better father um, for my kids. Um, you know, a better person. It's just to, to be able to come back and, and coach with Baylor after they gave so much to you, you know, um, it's just a huge honor, and I'm just blessed. It was a blessing to, 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 to play for Baylor and to, to be here now, man. It's just huge, and 
I'm just thankful to be in this position and talking to you about uh, this right now. That's great. Well, you know we all feel the same way. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their arch supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, April 2nd, Sunday, April 3rd at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. And the variety of our shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if we don't have it, they don't make it. And the Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, April 2nd, 9 to 5, and April 3rd at the Harker Heights event center espn radio sports center i'm lark smith with your espn central texas sports update brought to you by asco equipment in belton off i-35 on it with case construction equipment whatever the job is the mcc softball team has won 17 in a row after a doubleheader sweep of weatherford they will complete that four-game series at bosco river ballpark on saturday Highlander baseball in action this afternoon at Bosque River Ballpark against Weatherford. First pitch is at noon. Texas A&M goes after the title of the National Invitational Basketball Tournament tonight against Xavier. It tips off at 6 o'clock for what might be the last NIT game at Madison Square Garden. Shaheen Holloway has accepted the head coaching job at Seton Hall. He led 15th seed St. Peter's to the Elite Eight during this year's NCAA Championship Tournament. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.30, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Garrett, Ward, we're glad you're with us. If you're out and about, drive safely this morning. And uh, we are, uh, as we continue our tour around the Big 12, we uh, we talk with Jeff Howe from Horns 247 Sports and 104.9, the Horn FM, the flagship station in Austin, Texas. Jeff, good morning, buddy. How are you? Tom, I'm good. How are you all this morning? Tom, we, have you, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to you since that baseball series this weekend. Have you ever been a part of a game where back-to-back games you got to 
an extra inning steal of home and then an extra inning grand slam and then a run roll on Sunday? Uh, no, we talked about that. <laughs> it was just wacky <laughs> all the way around. And the guy, by the way, the guy that stole home, the guy that hit the grand slam is the same dude. So, yeah. How about that? Uh, second year for, for uh, the, the staff, how different is this spring compared to last? You know, I, I think it's part of the natural progression, Tom, and I noticed this when we got a little window to watch practice on Tuesday. Uh, a, a lot less of instruction on how drills should function. You can tell the guys that have been uh, with Sark and the staff for a full year, uh, they know the practice routine. They know what to expect. So uh, it's a lot more of – I think guys are getting a lot of reps for that reason alone, uh, just the fact that there has to be, there's less teaching of the drills and, and kind of that why part that you're trying to get established the first year. Uh, and I think, too, you know, there, there's some positions, Tom, like you know, the offensive line where there's not a lot of depth right now in the spring. You look at that and say it's a negative. But, look, those, those returning guys that are there, you know, Junior Angulao, who's played a lot of football, uh, Jake Majors at center, uh, you know, a guy like, like Andre Carrick at, at offensive tackle, Christian Jones is a multiple-year starter. Uh, those, those guys are getting all the reps that they want and then some. So I think it's just a good time for growth. And you could tell that the guys that are still with this thing, uh, with Sark and the staff, uh, they really – and that's look, that's not to say that you're getting complete buy-in from all, you know, 80, 90 guys on the roster because, uh, you know, college football ecosystem just doesn't work that way. But I feel like guys know what to expect. Uh, there's a standard that I think is it's, it's established and it's trying to be reached every day. Not that it is. I know Sark talked about that on Tuesday. But just, just the, the comfortability, Tom, bottom line, is I think the, the big change that we're, that we're seeing year one to year two. What is the biggest position that needs to make improvement for the Longhorns? Offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, where do you see that they need the most growth this spring? You know, that's twofold, Ward. I think you talk to most Texas fans, they would tell you the offensive line because the Texas offensive line, when you look at them man for man last year, was kind of average at best. And I think in a lot of games, when you look at when they played really good defensive fronts, you know, Arkansas, Baylor, Oklahoma State, uh, it went from average to, to below subpar to, to poor at times. But I think with the amount of skill talent on offense Texas has, and whichever guy wins the quarterback battle, whether it's Hudson Carter or Quinn Ewers, I feel like Steve Sarkeesian, he did this a little bit last year. I think he can mask some of the deficiencies on the offensive line to a point. They didn't mask anything very well defensively, and I think it starts up front defensively to, to answer the question, or specifically with the edges on defense. I mean, I – I looked at it last year, and, you know, Texas, you know, sacks are one of those stats that coaches will tell you is an overrated statistic, and it's overrated until you don't have enough of them, and you realize at the end of the year, boy, we really did a bad job getting pressure on the quarterback. Texas averaged 1.67 sacks per game last year. That's the lowest total this program has had since 1997. And Ben Davis, who, by the way, is no longer here, was a one-year grad transfer from Alabama. Uh, he was your sack leader with two and a half. That's the lowest total for a Texas single-season sack leader since the school started recording sacks as an official statistic in 1975. So they didn't get pressure on the quarterback, but then on the edges defensively against the run, you know, I charted towards C-gap and D-gap runs and jet sweeps to the outside. Texas uh, opponents ran 195 of those against Texas. They gave up about seven yards per carry on edge runs last year. So you weren't getting pressure on a quarterback. You weren't stopping the run. 
And when your edges are that bad with as much wide zone as people run in the Big 12 right now, that's how you end up with one of the worst defenses statistically in the history of the program. So I think it starts there, uh, at least through the first week plus of spring practice. They've rotated quite a few guys there with the first group. You know, Ovia Gofu is really the only returner there with any experience. But Justice Finkley, uh, the reviews on him as a mid-year guy transferring in for the, uh, excuse me, sign, uh, signing for the state of Alabama uh, as a mid-year guy. The reviews on him have been strong. Uh, they've also got some young guys like you know Prince Dorba, who they signed out of Highland Park a few years ago. Uh, David Abiar is a kid they took from the Dallas area. Uh, was one of the, the lone high school signees Sark, Sark got after he took the job. Uh, they've so they've got some young guys in the system. Baron Sorrell was a guy that played a little bit last year as a true freshman. They've got some guys that just haven't played. I mean, it's not it's not like you, know, you don't know if he, you know you know it's not like you've seen these guys play and you question the ability. You just haven't seen these guys. You don't know what's there. So I think this spring. And I asked Sark about it uh, on Tuesday. He said he does see a little bit of sense of urgency from those guys on the edge that, that had to you know, just kind of stand there and watch last year. Uh, there's a little bit of sense of urgency from those guys that they do sense there's an opportunity uh, to step up and take some jobs because Texas has to find a way. They've got to make do with the personnel. They've got to be better on the edges. It, 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 I almost think it can't be worse than it was last year. Jeff, let's try to go positive with this. Is this the deepest running back group in the Big 12? Um, probably. I think it's the most talented when you look at Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, uh, you know, Jonathan Brooks, if he's your, you know, your number three, probably true tailback, you're in really good shape. I mean, before he injured his shoulder against Kansas last year, uh, was showing some things. It's just tough to get reps when those two guys are in front of you. Uh, Jaden blue coming in, you know, he didn't play his senior year of high school, but coming out of his junior year, you know, 24 seven sports, we had him ranked as the number one running back prospect in the country. And then you throw in a guy like Keelan Robinson, who Bijan Robinson included might be your most explosive playmaker on offense. Yeah. I think it's their deepest and most talented position. But I think when you look at the strength of this Texas team, I've been asked about this too, but what is the strength of the team? I just think offensive skill period. I mean, I, it's not a stretch at all to say Texas has the best collection of offensive skill talent in the Big 12. When you look at that running back group, you know, Xavier Worthy coming back off a 100-catch season. You bring in Isaiah Nayor as a transfer from Wyoming. Uh, with a healthy Jordan Whittington, knock on wood, you, you've got a receiver core that uh, takes a backseat to nobody in this league. And I, I like what they've got at tight end, uh, with the exception of Jaleel Billingsley, the Alabama transfer, uh, who was really productive playing for Steve Sarkeesian a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, Jatavian Sanders was a five-star guy coming out of Denton Ryan. Gunnar Helm might be the most well-rounded guy in that group. Uh, you know, you've got Juan Davis, a, a young kid out of Everman, who I know they're really high on. So you've got a mix of really talented young guys at that tight end position. That's why I said it almost – to me, it almost doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You feel like those, between Card or yours, they'll get somebody competent, and you'll be able to match some deficiencies along the offensive line just because of how elite you are at skill positions. Jeff, I care. So tell me about tell me about these two guys. I want, I want to know what's the skill set of Hudson Card and, and what's the skill set of, of, of Quinn Ewers. You, you, and about uh, you know a, a group of people, Tom, that probably reached into the seven figures. Who I care <laughs> about this quarterback battle. Um, I, I'll tell you this: the big, and again, we haven't been able to, we haven't been privy to any scrimmage situations or anything like that. But just watching these guys run through a practice together, the, the main separator between the two is Hudson Card looks like a guy that's been that's had a full year in Sark system and is entering his third full year in the college program and Quinn Ewers on Tuesday looked like a guy that was in his fourth practice at Texas and still trying to get a feel for things. I'll tell you this. 
you know, Tommy, the I can't compare him to anybody I've seen in terms of and talking about Quinn Ewers, in terms of just his natural ability to throw the football. I mean, there was a reason why, you know, before he left South Lake Carroll early to enroll at Ohio State, you know, twenty four seven sports, he's the best quarterback prospect our national analysts had ever evaluated. I mean, and that covers you think about the ground that covers like Kyler Murray, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, go on down the list. Uh, our national guys hadn't seen anybody better than Quinn Ewers, and you watch him throw the football. Uh, without question, I think the most talented arm in this program since Chris Sims, and and that again that covers a ton of ground. But uh, you know the natural ability is there. You just wonder at what point. Okay, does he feel comfortable in the system? Uh, does his just comfortability being on campus? At what point does that intersect with his talent level? And, and the ex, that's why the expectation has been that he's going to win the job. But don't discount Hudson Card. I mean, again, this is a guy, you know, late in the year last year, he'd had just a, a pretty abysmal game against Kansas. Casey Thompson took the job. Then Casey Thompson gets hurt in a road game uh, the next last game of the regular season against West Virginia. And Hudson Card came in and started to play really well. And you could tell, you could almost see his confidence building. And then late in that game, uh, he gets rolled up on and suffers a season-ending ankle injury. So you're like, man, just when this guy looked like you might have an answer, a quarterback in terms of a young guy going into the spring, now he's starting back over at square one. I think the goal, Tom, for this, and I really think Sark could find this with one of these two guys, I think you've got to come out of this quarterback battle whenever it ends with a franchise quarterback that you say, this is going to be our guy for the next two to three years, unquestionably, and you feel like you can really take off as a program. Whichever guy it is, uh, I, I think they've got a chance to do that. But I do think at the end of the day, the talent with Quinn Ewers is just so special that whenever the experience and the acclimation process, whenever it catches up to that talent level, uh, there's a lot of people outside the program, inside the program, that feel like he's going to be the guy that could really take this thing to the next level. Yeah, I know nobody on the inside of the program would admit this, but is there, you think, in the back of their mind somewhere with this kid, the the thought that, you know, if he doesn't win this, is, is there an instability of him even sticking around because of his track record? I don't think so, Ward. And the only reason I say that is because he's already used his one-time transfer rule. So if he were to leave somewhere, now you've got, unless you graduate, now you've got to go wherever you go. Now you've got to sit out another year. So that's kind of the, the gift and the curse of the one-time transfer rule. Yeah, it can kind of give you a mulligan if you realize – you made the wrong decision or you're way too far away from home or there's a coaching change or whatever, uh, that's the benefit of one-time transfer. But, again, if you, you're in a situation where you lose a job, what are you going to do at that point? Are you going to have another year on the bench? And especially a guy like Quinn Ewers, who instead of playing his senior year of high school, was you know number four in the quarterback depth chart at Ohio State after C.J. Stroud won that job. Uh, what are you really doing at that point and how far behind the eighth ball are you talent aside just in terms of getting experience? So I haven't heard that Ford. I don't, and I don't think that's, uh, that's top of mind for anybody uh, on the 40 acres right now. I, I think, I think the biggest thing in terms of that aspect of it is in terms of getting acclimated to the program, uh, being around the guys, enjoying being at Texas. Look, this is where Quinn Ewers always wanted to be. I just think there were some disagreements, and, and you know, you can go back to when he decommitted from, from the program right around that loss to Oklahoma during the 2020 season. I think the trajectory of the program under Tom Herman, there were some things behind the scenes that I don't think the family liked. Uh, Texas was where he always wanted to be. It's just at that point in time, he didn't really have a reason to pick Texas. And then I think by the time Sark got the job, 
uh, and got settled in, I think things were pretty far down the road with Ohio State and NIL and, and the reasons why he ended up in Columbus for a semester. So uh, that said, at the end of the day, I, I don't think that's in, that's in the back of anybody's mind right now, Ward. I, I think they're happy to have him here. And everything I've heard is that he's 100% happy to be at Texas right now. Jeff, how are the receivers adjusting to Brennan Marion? I think very well. You know, Andre Coleman, uh, you know, I think did did an okay job with that group. But at the end of the day, uh, I think they needed a young guy in that room. I think they needed somebody that could, quite frankly, get on the recruiting trail uh, and try to improve the level of talent. I mean, I I shudder to think where this receiver group would be right now if Steve Sarkeesian did not have a pre-existing relationship with Xavier Worthy and they weren't able to get him from Michigan when he asked to be released from his letter of intent last spring. Uh, it, it would, you know, definitely wouldn't have had the kind of year you had last year in the pass game. And if it wasn't for Worthy after Jordan Whittington's injury, uh, your pass game probably would have been non-existent. But now, Brennan Marion, uh, a young guy, vibrant guy, really bright offensive mind. I, I think it's twofold. I think to that receiver group, uh, you know, can really vibe with guys because he played the position at a really high level at Tulsa. Uh, I think he vibes with guys on that level. But I think, too, in terms of advancing this offense, so the Texas offense wasn't bad last year, but to get over some of those rough patches to take you from being, you know, a good offense to potentially an elite offense, I think some of his concepts, and going back to the running back group, you know, his go-go offense uses a lot of two-back sets of some revolutionary stuff that he was doing at Howard and then took it to Hawaii. They didn't do it so much at Pitt, but I just think he, the way he views offense, it can really get the most out of this running back group. And I think when you look at the Texas offense, as good as B. John Robinson is, you'd like to get Roshan Johnson X number of touches per game. You'd like to get Keelan Robinson X number of touches per game in the right situation. And Jonathan Brooks is a guy that I think deserves – some touches and, and probably his ability warrants some touches. So I, I think it's actually threefold. I think the recruiting aspect of it, I think developing what's in that room, I, I think he's very trusted there and the reviews on him have been nothing but glowing to this point. And then I think three, just his innovative mind on offense, helping Sark kind of put some new twists and new spins on this thing uh, to really maximize the talent they've got at running back. Jeff, let's uh, switch gears real quick. Final thought for you. Uh, who cuts down the nets on Monday night? Oh boy! Can we just like freeze frame? Can we just freeze frame that Duke Carolina semifinal and just kind of live in that moment for the you know forty minutes on the floor, the two and a half hours we're going to watch that? Uh, I'll tell you what, Tom. I, you know the way North Carolina is playing right now, and having watched a few of their tournament games, they're getting elite guard play right now, which we know wins in March. But I tell you what, if Brady Manick keeps playing the way he's playing, that's a guy we saw a lot of in the Big Twelve during his time at Oklahoma. When he's on and locked in, he, he is almost impossible to deal with on the court. So because of their guard play, because of Brady Manick being the X factor, uh, give me the Tar Heels. All right. Uh, what are you working on for 247 Sports? Yeah, a lot of recruiting. Uh, our, our insider pieces uh, getting ready to come out here in about uh, probably about 15 minutes. Uh, some really some up-to-date information on some of the name, image, and likeness programs. Uh, that uh, some of the Texas donors have put together, got the latest on some of those collectives uh, coming together. Uh, baseball availability today, you know, series loss at Texas Tech, uh, tough loss Tuesday night at home to Texas A&M. Uh, a lot of bullpen issues, Tom, as, as you know, for Texas right now. So we'll have an avail availability with David Pierce today, uh, trying to get some of that stuff sorted out. And then a little bit of basketball stuff, you know, Chris Beard trying to put this roster together uh, for next season, not doing it from scratch. There's a decent chance they get Timmy Allen to come back. Uh, I think he's 50-50 right now. Marcus Carr, 
Uh, I think there's a, I think he's kicking around the idea of maybe coming back to Texas for another year. So uh, we got you covered on all fronts uh, at Horse 24-7 right now. Jeff, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. Yep, anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. Jeff Howe from Horns 247 and uh, 104.9 The Horn FM. It is 747. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, guys, yesterday – Little shocking news in the National Football League. Did anybody see this one coming? Bruce Arians stepping away. I did not. No. Thought with the quarterback coming back that you <laughs> might want to take another run at this Maybe thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it next, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. So think about that. Those uh, really Baylor Athletics Iconics plays both happened in 2021. Both of them happened this past year. Best season in Baylor basketball history with the national championship. Best season in Baylor football history in 2021 with the Big 12 title and the Sugar Bowl win to top it off. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue. In downtown Waco. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. 
The MCC softball team has won 17 in a row after a doubleheader sweep of Weatherford. They will complete that four-game series at Bosco River Ballpark on Saturday. Highlander baseball in action this afternoon at Bosque River Ballpark against Weatherford. First pitch is at noon. Texas A&M goes after the title of the National Invitational Basketball Tournament tonight against Xavier. It tips off at 6 o'clock for what might be the last NIT game at Madison Square Garden. Shaheen Holloway has accepted the head coaching job at Seton Hall. He led 15th seed St. Peter's to the Elite Eight during this year's NCAA Championship Tournament. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and Versalift Southwest. Seven fifty-two. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. All right, Ward. Bruce Arian says, you know what? We got uh, we got the goat back, and so you know. Here's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm just going to go upstairs and and become a member of the front office and retire. I, I <laughs> that's an interesting move. Yeah, I didn't see that coming until Garrett showed it to us. I I I guess. You know, one of the things that he said is, you know, once Tom Brady decided to come back, it made his decision a little more easy because he felt like uh, it kind of put everything back in the box, right? Yeah, it kind of packaged everything where mm-hmm. he felt like it would be okay for him to step away and things would be in good hands. And so, I I don't know. I mean, to me, it would seem like, hey, I got Tom Brady back. I got an opportunity to make a little run here. I might want to hang on one more year. But, I mean – Look, when you're when you're done and tired and and ready to take that step, it doesn't take very much to push you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, being old, I get it. <laughs> I, I just thought that that puts him in a great position to win the to win the NFC and, and maybe even get back to a Super Bowl. I, I think they have a good chance to make it to the NFC Championship. I don't know that they have the nucleus on this team to make it to the Super Bowl. I think when you look at their path, the Rams to me are a team that I don't know that they can get by. Uh, You obviously have a great chance anytime you have Tom Brady leading your squad, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think that they're a Super Bowl team. And also if you're Todd Bowles, you've got to appreciate this move because Bruce Arians wanted to set you up for success. He didn't want to leave you with a dumpster fire as your, as your coaching opportunity, because Mm -hmm. that can really set you back. So I think that's a, a, Great respect point uh, from this whole story. Yeah, he'll have a year to get his feet under him uh, with Tom Brady, and then if Brady decides to retire again, then he'll he'll have he'll have you know the working parts in place. I mean, so it, it, if you're going to retire, if you're Bruce Aarons and you're going to retire, this is probably a good time. I just found it surprising because I thought, yeah, hey, once you know they got one more really good run at this thing with with this core group and he's elected to be a part of it but be a part of it from you know up in the owner's box or something hey less stress and at the end of the day if they do win he's still gonna get a ring so i don't blame him all right there he's getting his ring all right 755 i I just an interesting move an interesting move in the national football league bruce arians going upstairs todd bowles becoming the head coach of the tampa bay buccaneers all right 755 we're five away from eight o'clock this is game time here on espn central texas look if you are trying to sell your home you want to do it in five days or less 
You could do that, and it's guaranteed, and here's how. The brokerage house guarantees they're going to sell that house in five days, or they're going to buy it for a price that you agree upon prior to putting it on the market. You see, Aaron Ryan and the group at Brokerage House Realtors, they uh, they got a proven marketing program that's going to generate offers on your home and generate multiple offers on your home. You're thinking, hey, that sounds pretty good. I need to know more. Well, here's what you do. You go, uh, it's 5daystosold.com. That's the numeral 5, 5daystosold.com, or you can give them a call at 817-812-2978. Let's get the latest news and notes on what's going on in the uh, in the. Uh, in the Baylor world, and we welcome in the voice of the Bears, John Morris, with today's Baylor Sports Beat. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we've got our Baylor Coaches Show tonight, live from Rudy's. We'll give you details. Plus, Baylor football hosts their pro day inside the Allison Indoor Facility. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris. Join us tonight beginning at 6 p.m. and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. That's tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's in Waco and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. That is tonight for our Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's. Come join us beginning at 6 p.m. and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Track and field hosting the Baylor Invitational this weekend at the Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium. The hammer throw will take place on Friday. The majority of the events beginning at 10 a.m. on Saturday on the banks of the Brassus. And acrobatics and tumbling home hosting Hawaii Pacific at 5 p.m. on Saturday in the Farrell Center. Yesterday, Baylor football hosted 50-plus pro scouts and NFL representatives in their annual pro day. 13 Baylor football standouts put on a show in the job interview in front of the professional scouts. One of those, linebacker Terrell Bernard, asked what he wanted to show the scouts in attendance. 
Yeah, I think um, just my competitiveness, uh, you know, going through the linebacker drills, um, you know, did a lot of work working on that. And then, you know, that I had I had the speed, top end speed. Uh, so was able to come out here around my 40 and, you know, finished finish everything, stayed healthy. So grateful. What's this whole process been like you combine everything out? It's been fun, man. Um, you know, it's definitely a lot going on. You don't really know what it's like until you go through it. Um, so, you know, just grateful to, to have the opportunity. You know, I went to the Senior Bowl. Um, Ended up going to the combine and then, you know, finishing with Pro Day here. Uh, just a, a great experience overall. Terrell Bernard, one of 13 Baylor football players, part of the Pro Day yesterday in Waco. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Rooney's with the Baylor Coaches Show and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Coach Rod and the Bears back at Baylor Ballpark. And here on ESPN Central Texas. It's a non-conference weekend this weekend at Baylor Ballpark for Coach Rod and the Bears hosting East Tennessee State. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor Bear Baseball. The home of Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're just after 8 o'clock. Tom and Ward and Gary, we're glad you're with us. Hey, if you have to be at work at 8, you're late. I just thought we'd pass that along. Uh, let's see. Garrett, uh, you showed Ward and I a um, a article that you stumbled across. Kind of preface the article, and then let's dive into this thing a little bit. Okay, so what the article is, is taking a look at the programs who are having the most success um, across college athletics in football and in basketball uh you know over the past few years we've seen it happen at baylor um alabama is one of those teams who's starting to to come along as well with their basketball program uh it, it so it's taking a look it's putting everything into whole and it's ranking them and it, it's really intriguing um and i thought that with the and baylor is you know very high on this list. We'll, we'll get into that. But it was something that caught my attention, and I thought it would be perfect to get into. Okay, so let's – and I know that he ranked 130 programs, right? Yes. Who are, let's do the bottom five and the top five. Who are the bottom five schools as far as productivity and success in a combination of football and basketball? Okay, so your bottom five, is, it starts with USF, University of South Florida. They are 130. Uh, this is a team that went two and ten last year and one and seven on the field, and then in basketball they were eight and twenty three and three and fifteen. Uh, so they rank at one thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Southern Miss coming in at one twenty nine. This the team that on the football field they went three and nine, two and six in conference. On the basketball uh, court they went seven and six, uh, seven and twenty six and one and seventeen. 
Uh, UMass comes in at 128, 111 in football, 15 to 17 in basketball, 711 in conference. Uh, Florida International comes in at 127. They were 1 and 11, 0 and 8. Uh, and then in basketball, they were 15 and 7 and 5 and 3. And then U, uh, ULM, uh, University of Louisiana Monroe, uh, coming in at 4 and 8 on the football field, 3 and 5 in conference. And on basketball court, they were 13 and 18 and 5 and th- uh, 13. So that is your. Not least. a whole lot to yeah. cheer about not at much, those, not those fine institutions. Not much. <laughs> you're, I'm scrolling. I'm you're scrolling. laughing, Ward. What are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> All right, so let's go five uh, to one now and see who are the uh, who are the folks that are having a lot of fun in in, in the winning category of uh, this helmets and hoops category. So your number five team is Houston. I don't think this really should come as a surprise to anybody. Uh, when you look at what their football program is starting to do under Dana Hogerson, and obviously Kelvin Sampson is doing a good job. Uh, the football team went 12-2 and last year. They were 8-0 and in conference play. Uh, and the basketball program was 32-6 and this year, 15-3. and uh, So that's really not a shocker. Uh, it's really cool to see, honestly, if you're looking at it uh, from a Texas perspective. Mm-hmm. Number four, North Carolina. Uh, obviously, this is a team that they did some good things on the football field under Larry Fedora. But Mac Brown is really turning that program around, getting them headed in the right direction. Uh, they were six and seven last year, three and five in conference play. Uh, but it, and we know basketball, obviously, you're in the sure. final four. Sure. Uh, so North Carolina's there. Number three is Michigan, uh, twelve and two overall last year. You're eight and one in conference, tied for first in the Big Ten East. The basketball program had a good run in March this year. They were nineteen and fifteen overall, eleven and nine in Big Ten play. Number two team is Alabama. Uh, thirteen and two in football, seven and one in conference play, juggernaut. We know that. Uh, in the basketball court, they got things going pretty good over there as well. You're nineteen and fourteen. You went nine and nine in conference play, but number one, the Baylor Bears. How about that? Number one, Baylor. That's really awesome. I mean, you're twelve and two, seven and two. We know, and obviously Scott Drew has built a juggernaut program over here. Ward, the top five schools, four of the top five schools were state schools, mm-hmm. and one private school. In right. Baylor, but it does. The, when when I saw this, when he sent when when Garrett sent this to us last night, it woke me up from my nap. Uh, <laughs> when, when he sent this to us last night, I uh, I looked at it and I went, well, it confirms what what we f- have always felt, but what there's always been the you know the big X up there. Uh, one, a private school can't compete with a state school. Well, that's 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 a misnomer now. Mm-hmm. And number two. A, a smaller school can't compete. You know, you got to have 35,000 students or 40,000. No, no, you don't. Look at St. Peter's. No, you don't. Well, I mean, I'm talking about across the board I to have a complete it. athletic program. No, you don't. They, Baylor just proved it that you don't have to have 40,000 students to, to, to play and compete at a high level consistently. No, you don't. And, you know, it, it's, it's nice to see them be able to – you know, put that across and, and and be successful on many fields. And it's not just, look, for Baylor, it's not just football and basketball. It It's several sports that mm-hmm. are, are excelling on campus. And, and that's a, a testament to the entire athletic department and what they've been able to accomplish. Um, you know, it, if you look at the big picture of it, I think it it helps the entire conference. There's no doubt that that's going to, you know, because you got Houston that's coming in and you got Baylor that's already here. 
You know, I, I still think there's some reservations with Texas and OU leaving how good and how strong this conference is going to be and something like that kind of helps it transition and move forward and and give them an opportunity to be a strong conference. No disrespect to anybody else, but to, that, that does tell you that a, a, a Baylor and, you know, and I know Oklahoma State is really pouring their heart and soul into this thing, that a Baylor and Oklahoma State and then, of course, with all the – the fans across the country, a BY, those have got to be your marquee programs. Those they, have got to yeah, be the do. programs that step up and, and be the marquee programs of the league, the signature schools of the league. But again, you don't have to have forty thousand. You don't have to have a budget off the charts to to compete. It, it obviously dollars always helps. Mm-hmm. We, we all get it. It always helps. Uh, I mean, it, it does. But the formula and the package that Mac Rhodes and his folks have put together is a proven program now. I mean, and, and, and you look and see what they've done, and you can consistently win with that formula. I, I, and here's another thing, too. Speaking of Mac, he put Houston in a position when he left to come to Baylor to be successful. He laid out the blueprint there, and they're following it. And they're one of the top programs in the nation. He's come to Baylor and turned this into one of the best programs in the nation. I think it's really a testament to what he's able to do as an athletic director. Yeah, great point. Great point. Uh, but I, I do love, you know, I do love the idea that you, you, you know, again, you don't have to have, you know, a, a state-funded athletic no. program to compete. And you don't have to have a million kids on campus to compete. And uh, and you can be a private school and com- all of those well, things. That could be, everybody would always say, "Well, that's a private school." Well, I, I get it. You know, and, and, and particularly Ward in some of the spring sports, the the recruiting is different because in some of the spring, in a lot of the spring sports, the the student athlete has to 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 pay some part or all of the of their way into the into the to the into school. So therefore, it changes how you recruit and who you recruit, but you can find them. You, you, can. you can. You can. It, and they no have. Doubt. And they have. They have in the past. Yeah. And, you know, and you can be successful, it, it, but it is a different animal. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You can say, well, you're going to give 20% of a scholarship. Well, 20% of a scholarship to this university, that leaving 80% to be funded by the, the, the student athlete and, and his or her family, and then 20% uh, or 80% over here at, at, at this school funded by it, it, those dollars are different. A now, lot. if you say here's a scholarship, a hundred percent full ride, you know, it doesn't matter what the value of the scholarship is. The out of pocket to the family is zero mm-hmm. on a full ride. But so in the spring, when you're getting, when you're giving partials, it is very different. So who you recruit and how you recruit them becomes very different. So you have to perfect that. And they have here. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they compete at a high level in just about every sport, and, and that's that's the cool thing. So, uh, great great piece. Thank you, thank you. I also think though it shows that if you have the right coaches in place mm. and you give them the right time and the pieces around them, then you can be successful. And, and Baylor's done a good job of of holding on to Coach Drew and keeping him intact. You've done a good job of bringing in Nikki Collin to replace Kim and and having you know stability there. Um, what you're able to do, not only from Coach Aranda, but even having uh, Matt Rule come in, I think you've done an excellent job. And 
that's what really builds a program is having stability and great coaches to develop the kids. Well, and you go down to the Turner Riverfront Athletic Complex and and you just look at the facilities and you look at the opportunities there. Uh, They're second to none. Yeah. Second to none. Uh, We were at the Allison Indoor yesterday. You know, we're watching football drills and we're watching it with the AC on. I mean, you know, uh, and what's coming? I mean, there's a new football facility that's coming. There's a new basketball arena that's coming. Uh, again, they have to do it in a little different manner about how the way they go and in, in, in get those funds. But it's possible. Not only possible, it's probable with what's going on right now. I mean, they've got two projects that are coming in the not-too-distant future, and it just goes to show you that, I mean, you can get it done if you have the right people in place, and I think the university has certainly done that mm-hmm. with, with the leadership. And you go back to the president of the university. Uh, she, she gets it. She totally gets it. And, and then with Mac in, in the AD role, and I know we're doing like a little infomercial for Baylor, but, I mean, it's true. I mean, when you Look, the results data. are there. There's data. There's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. There's The information is there. All you got to do is go look it up. They're the number one team in the country when it comes to football, basketball success, according to this article. All right, uh, 8-12, 12 after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about uh, more about the Final Four coming up uh, this weekend. And uh, how, how will you watch it, you know, in, in a group setting? Will you watch it very – I'm one of them dudes that I want to I want to see – What's going on? I don't want to be in a bunch of conversations. I, I, I'm kind of – let me hang out at the house and watch this deal. Yeah, I don't really engage with a lot of people, so I'll be at the house. You don't want to engage with a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's – boy, boy, there's a well, shocker. there's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> there's a shocker. <laughs> it's 13 after 8, and this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. High pressure slides in, and that'll give us lots of sunshine today. It'll be a pretty seasonal day with highs topping out at 74 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 43 and partly cloudy tomorrow. It's going to be a warmer day with a high around 80. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley. Weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Interesting hire. Had a tremendous run, as you said. Very impressive. But that's funny, uh, Aaron. Did you say it went back to, like, 2012 or 2015? I find it interesting that these schools sometimes when they're kind of like, ah, who are we going to hire? They're like, well, Steve Prom was pretty good here, <laughs> you know, like seven, eight years ago. The Matt Mosley Show. Weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Jeep celebration is going on now at Allen Samuels. Come see the newest Grand Cherokee, the new 2022 available in a two-row or a family favorite, the three-row Model L. Jeep re-engineered for the future. The Grand Cherokee is ready for the next great adventure. Are you? Find legendary power and confidence, along with head-turning style, is what Grand Cherokee is. First responders get a $500 discount. Shop AllenSamuelsDCJ.com or come in and see our huge selection of brand-new cars and trucks. Come by. Let's be friends. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready. We are ready. 
That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchi Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchi Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchi Group at 1-800-258-8302. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. All right, welcome back in. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. 817. Don't forget, coming up at 3 o'clock, John Morse and Matt Mosley, both. We'll be broadcasting live today from uh, the uh, the Baylor Club, and and uh, on the on the program today for uh, with John will be Mike Mosel. He's the GM over at the Baylor Club. Also, uh, you'll hear from Terrell Bernard and Jovan Overshone with the athletic department. She will be a part of the program as well. So an action packed program for JMO. That's coming up at three, and then Mosley live from the uh, the Baylor Club at four o'clock. So there you go. All right, uh, Final Four coming up Saturday. How how will you watch it, Ward? At the house. Solo? Just, yeah. I mean, leave me alone. Yeah. I need to watch the game. Yeah, I'll just kick back and watch it. Same thing for you. I, I, I know it's the same. Yeah. Now, you know will, me. Will, will it be on television or will it be on a damn laptop sitting out on the back porch? It depends on the weather. If, if it's got a, if I got a nice little breeze, I'm going to be on the back porch. Good grief. <laughs> hey. <laughs> gotta, you got to adapt, man. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah, no. you do. Oh my goodness! Uh, all right, so 
Uh, yeah, I think I, I think for me, I, I want to just lock in and uh, maybe watch them, you know, where it's kind of quiet and mm-hmm. just kind of watch the game. That's the way it goes. It, it will be uh, Kansas and Villanova. And, the, and we'll do our picks, I guess, tomorrow. North Carolina and Duke uh, coming up in the late game. And, you know, that's kind of a rematch. That's an ACC matchup. And ironically, they've never met in postseason. That's so weird. And I know that, you know, you're going to put them in different regions. I get that. But that means they would have to have circled around and ended up in, you know. But it's as iconic as those programs are and as, you know, as much winning as they do, you would think – that that would have happened before now, but it hasn't. So, with that in mind, uh, this will be the first postseason meeting. But you know, there's we've talked about it. I mean, there's the Coach K thing. There was Duke in North Carolina playing in in Coach K's final regular season game at at Cameron Indoor, uh, and North Carolina taking them to the woodshed. There's all those things. And uh, at the at a press conference, I believe yesterday, Coach Hubert Davis in his and and that's another great line, Ward. You got one guy that's that's done this for over forty years at one place, and one guy's in his first uh, mm-hmm. in their meeting. So, uh, but Hubert Davis was was asked about all of that. I do. I think you know. I think that you know, going through that experience, I think the experience of going uh, through the NCAA tournament, you know, having gone through playing an unbelievable Baylor team in Texas and. You know, having to play a really great St. Peter's team very close to their home. We've had to block out the noise all season. At times, we haven't done it as well as we should at the beginning of the year. But the latter part of the year, I think the guys have done a tremendous job of that. And so, and I expect them uh, to be able to do it this week. Interesting. Uh, you know, and again, there's, there's, there's a lot of moving parts other than just and I say other than just, but other than just a uh, semifinal game. I mean, yeah. it's we're conference opponents. We're, you know, what is it, tobacco roll? I mean, we're just right down the street from each other. Uh, probably, probably most every kid that was recruited by Duke was probably recruited by North Carolina and vice versa. I mean, it, look, they've met. They know each other. This, this, to me, there's a lot of things that scream – intriguing matchup in this one and not just the coach k thing no it is and it's funny that you say that because i was i found an interview yesterday uh from armando baycott and he was talking about his friendship and relationship with jeremy roach mm-hmm. uh, from duke and uh, he was saying that they were joking around about the duke plane that they got on and they had like reclining seats and it was all nice and he was like man of course y'all got that we don't get nothing like that at north carolina so it was just funny to see them jabbing back and forth but it is there's a lot of close relationships between these guys uh, I don't think it's necessarily like it used to be. And it's really across sports in general. We don't see the, the, the I guess, the animosity, the, those rivals the way they used to be, right? It's different. They're still a rival, but the players aren't really going at it like they used to. I, I think, though, on Saturday. Well, they will well, on th- Saturday. Yeah, once they, once they get on that floor and that ball goes up in the air ward, I think these two teams will flat get after it. Uh, Should. Uh, and I'm not saying that that Kansas and Villanova won't, but you know, just with everything that's that's associated with this game, everything we just talked about, the relationships, the the you know the location, the con- I mean, these are conference opponents. Uh, North Carolina certainly spoiled the party for Coach K. 
you know, and and then we talked about just how much pressure has been placed upon the Duke players because of everything that's going. On. It's not Joe Smith retiring; it's Coach K for the love of Pete. And don't think that those young young men don't don't feel that because well, they that's, certainly that's do. exactly what happened the last game these two teams faced. They cratered to the pressure of everything that was going on inside that field house, and you know they weren't able to stand up to it. Now I think that that. I think that that probably tends to lean in their favor going into this game because of they had that opportunity sitting out in front of them and they let it slip through their fingers. That that wasn't just North Carolina playing a great basketball game that day. That was Duke not showing up. And, you know, there was too much star power there. There was too much going on. And, you know, they were expected to go out there and give him this big send-off, and they just couldn't withstand that pressure. I think that that vaulted them – Got to gave them that reset button going into the tournament and really helped them. And I think it's an advantage for them going into this game. I honestly do. And, and you know what? It's not at Cameron Indoor. It's in New Orleans, uh, which is another advantage. Well, I, you, you can play it on Mars. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying the fact that your home fans aren't staring down at you, expecting something. You're going to have your fans there, but you're going to have a ton of people there. And, and it's being in a neutral location, I think, also probably uh, gives, you know, takes some of that pressure off. I, I I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I think there's going to be quite a bit of pressure, even because it's in the Final Four. Um, but that's on everybody. That's exactly right. And so, you know, I, I think even if you played this back at their home gym, it would be different. I think that, that there was so much buildup to his last regular season game. There was so much st- – I mean – Look in the stands. There's I mean, 100 it was, players. It was, yeah, and it was like going to a Laker game. Yeah, exactly. You know, seeing the celebrities that were there. I mean, there was there was a lot of outside distractions in that one game that you're not even going to get in a tournament game. So, I, I think it was an anomaly to what they went through in that one. But you're right. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure. And I, I just – I think in, in, this, in this semifinal, I think it helps them. I agree. I agree. And again, and I know we probably have a little different opinion, but I, I, I always kind of like that when we're, we're when we're away from home, whether it's a road game or a neutral game, it's us against the world. And, and you're used to that. You're comfortable with that. I don't think they were comfortable with a hundred former players sitting in the stands, like you pointed out, and stars being there. And and hey, this is the last. Look, every game's the last game now. I mean, every, you know, first loss is the last game. So they. I guess they've learned how to deal with that element of it. Well, and they they've have, wrote, they've, you know, they're in the final four for Pete's sake. They figured it out. And, well, not only that, but they haven't heard it all month long. I mean, a month leading into that, yeah. they knew that that was coming down the pipe. That was all the talk. I mean, there was a big celebration that was going to be mm-hmm. had on that day. I mean, it, it had boiled up to a point. And, and that's a great point. It was about the celebration and not about not the, the basketball game. game. Exactly right. That's a great and, point. You know, and they and they had talked about that. They knew that that was coming down the line. So, you know, that was a disadvantage to them too. All right. Uh, another quick point here we need to get to today. Uh, it, freshman Kendall Brown and uh, senior uh, James Akinjo announcing that, uh, that they're going to make themselves eligible for the draft. Thoughts on uh, – I, I think it's the right move for Akinjo, quite frankly. Uh, I, I was I was a little surprised, and I know that you know that. Hey, look, Kendall Brown was was kind of a one and done. You know, we thought that that may happen, and and, and quite frankly, Jeremy Sohan has has that same kind of skill set to be a one and done. 
but was it the right move? I don't think so. I think when you look at Kendall Brown this year, early on in the season, he was phenomenal. He's a walking highlight. But as the season progressed and you had more film and coaches were able to evaluate how to defend him, there were a lot of times where he disappeared on the offensive end or he had an open shot. He would be apprehensive to take it. So I feel like he could have come back and developed his game really from an offensive standpoint to have longevity in the NBA. Uh, and I think that he, he's raw, his skill set, he can be developed. Um, but I would have liked to see him come back and get another year of college ball under his belt. He's going to get drafted off potential. Yeah, he he'll get drafted. He'll probably go in the first round off potential. And, you know, that's and that's where we are in in college basketball and, you know, I think COVID helped deter that a little bit and I think the transfer portal has helped deter that a little bit and I think there's a bit, a better playing field. You're not going to see as many one and dones, but you're still going to see mm-hmm. you're still going to see some and it's still going to happen. And, you know, some some guys are going to think that, you know, this is the time. And look, if he feels like that the iron is hot, he needs to strike now. Absolutely. Who had the better freshman year? He Sohan. or Sohan? Sohan. I, I thought Sohan got better, and I thought they asked him to do more uh, with the injury to Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. And, and I tend to agree with with Garrett. I think you know. I, look, we were all there that that North Carolina game. Boy, oh, oh, look, he was not going to let anybody. Uh, move him around, push him around, or or intimidate him. I mean, I thought that he was really, really good in that in that Carolina game. Oh, absolutely. He, he showed that he not only physically tough, but he's mentally tough mm-hmm. to not get ejected mm-hmm. with him and Baycott going at it like they were. And they and from the time they got off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right, 828, this is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time from CBSSports.com. Jayhawk, Jay Raja. You know, obviously they did lose their head coach, Lincoln Riley, uh, but it's more than anything else. I mean, they've got lost at so many key positions. They've lost their quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading tacklers. They're replacing a bunch of key guys at a lot of different positions. And then on top of that, they're going to be running a different defensive system, and they don't quite have the personnel to run it at this point. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Exceptional experience. 
extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show, and I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Texas A&M goes after the title of the National Invitational Basketball Tournament tonight against Xavier. It tips off at 6 o'clock for what might be the last NIT game at Madison Square Garden. Shaheen Holloway has accepted the head coaching job at Seton Hall. He led 15th seed St. Peter's to the Elite Eight during this year's NCAA Championship Tournament. The MCC softball team has won 17 in a row after a doubleheader sweep of Weatherford. They will complete that four-game series at Bosque River Ballpark on Saturday. Highlander baseball in action this afternoon at Bosque River Ballpark against Weatherford. First pitch is at noon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 833, welcome back into the program. And we do welcome into the show from the uh, Waco Tribune Herald, the sports director, the sports editor, if you will, Mr. Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good morning. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How about you? Doing terrific. We appreciate the time. Let's uh, let's begin on the high school front. Uh, get us kind of up to speed on what's going on in, in, as far as postseason is concerned when it comes to soccer. Yeah, I think we're down to, uh, let's see, four teams, I want to say, left in Central Texas. Uh, you have the Belton girls. You have uh, Lake Belton and Lorena uh, who play one another. Um Friday night, and then uh, on the boys' side, I want to say you're down to La Vega boys and Mejia boys, so however many teams that was, I think five. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you still have a few teams trying to make their, their way to state. Uh, obviously, um, Lake Belton down there in, uh, actually located in the Temple city limits, if that makes any sense to you. Um <laughs> uh they've got a good shot um you know to keep going and uh, they're what 26 and one i want to say on the season 
Uh, now I wouldn't uh, wouldn't count Lorena out tomorrow night. That one should be fun. We'll be at Waco ISB tomorrow night. Um, but uh, both teams are playing well, so that'll be a fun uh, fun little matchup. Chad Conine will be there for us tomorrow night. Bryce, spring football in swing for the Baylor Bears. What do you want to see from the Bears in spring practice? Uh, you know, I think just continued development of of your younger guys and obviously uh you know i think you you further install uh maybe things that you didn't have in the in the system already um i know when when they first got here they talked about you know just how complex the uh the defense was and so you know they were kind of implementing it you know bit by bit and and now uh you know they're probably to the point where you're you're getting more of the full scope of the scheme um so you know you always you always can tweak things you can always get better and um you know obviously the other thing is there'll be some position battles that that will uh you know maybe they won't be decided in the spring but Certainly, um, you know, some of them might be, and and guys will, will take, you know, a big step forward in, in deciding those positions. Bryce, on the, as far as basketball goes, Kendall Brown declares for the NBA draft. James Akinjo declares for the NBA draft. What are your thoughts on those guys' uh, opportunities, and then do you expect any more maybe Sohan or any of these other guys to declare as well? Yeah, definitely. I think Sohan will, uh, will turn pro. I mean, He's projected as a lottery pick, so why would you not? Um, and you know, uh, none none of it really surprises me. Uh, obviously, Akinjo, uh, you know, as a senior, um, you know, he's he's played enough that uh, you know it, it makes sense that he's going to go, you know, to the NBA. And then uh, from the moment I first watched uh, Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan, I said. Those are one and done guys, <laughs> uh, and you know Baylor hasn't had a lot of one and done guys in the in the Scott Drew era. I mean that's that's a little different. They've been more of the you know the development guys. You know the guys like Corey Jefferson and um, you know t- uh, just all kinds of guys that, that come in and 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 Torian Prince. That's who I was trying to think of uh, was another one that. They came in and, and sort of developed into an NBA prospect. Um, so these guys are, are the guys you watch and you see Kendall Brown. And uh, to me, could he benefit from more development in his game? Absolutely. Um, but he's got a lot of things you can't coach. And so he'll just have to develop those uh, other facets of his game on the NBA level um I think he's probably you know the projections have him more like middle of the first round right now um and then Sohan is looking like a lottery pick just the way he played at the end of the year yeah we that's what we were talking about it's it's how his growth and development just continued through the uh through the end of the year let's uh let's talk some uh football and uh, high school football and, and jump in there. Jim Kerbo leaving Itasca to go over to Meridian. Benny Hewitt getting the promotion at Chilton. So I guess that leaves Itasca looking for a head football coach, A.D. And I think the uh, 
I think uh, Clifton is still in in that process, are they not? They are. Uh, I shared uh, an email with uh, with Andy Ball, um, former football coach himself. He coached at Bynum back in the day. Um, he's the superintendent at Clifton now, and said that uh, Friday, I guess, is the deadline for their uh, application process, and then of course they'll do interviews and. And all of that. So I expect, uh, you know, sometime in April, maybe mid-April or late April, um, that Clifton will be announcing its new uh, new coach. Uh, Chuck Caniford, I thought, did an excellent job there mm-hmm. at Clifton. Um, you know, they, they had a tough year this past year. These things are cyclical a little bit. Uh, but, you know, they were 8-4 and four as, as recently as 2019. So, um, they've, they've had, you know, pretty good teams out there. Um, so, you know, I think that'll be an attractive job. And then, you know, you mentioned the others, uh, I know Benny Hewitt is highly regarded. Uh, you know, he, he was at Marlin, you know, a few years back and, um, and, you know, didn't have the kind of success that like Marlin had this past year, but that's, uh, a testament to what Ruben Torres was able to come in and do, um, but I, I think Coach Hewitt will do a, a, an excellent job there at Chilton. They're coming off a 12-2 and two season, and the only losses they had were both to the Mart Panthers. So, um, you know, they're, they've got a, a bunch of pretty good guys back. As the month of April approaches, how excited are you for your Astros getting started in Major League Baseball, and did any of the moves in the offseason get you that way? Uh, I wouldn't say they got me super excited just because we did lose Carlos Correa and that was a, a gut punch. Anytime you, you know, you lose a guy like that, that's been just sort of a fixture of your team who came up as, you know, an Astro, he was the number one pick in the draft and, you know, just out of high school you know out of he was just a teenager when the Astros drafted him and you see him grow up and become this postseason hero I mean that that was cool you know and I I was hoping the Astros would you know actually pay the man as as uh, the slogan went (laughs) that was the slogan from Astro fans pay the man but uh they you know their offer wasn't good enough, so uh, you know I don't I don't blame Correa. He went he went off to the Twins for a one year deal. Uh, but all that said, yes, I mean I'm it's baseball, so you know you always are optimistic and hopeful, and um, it'll be interesting to see what the Astros do. Um, you know, in terms of are they going to move uh, Bregman to short? Are they you know going to going to play somebody else at short? Obviously, that's kind of a key position. Um, but I think Bregman can easily shift over and then, then you got, you know, you got to fill in at the a third base spot, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be, it'll be good to see the Astros again. And, um, Justin Verlander is back and pitching pretty well. He's pitched well in the spring. So, uh, that's cool because, you know, he didn't pitch at all last year. Bryce this weekend, uh, we're going to have the, inaugural WISD lineman challenge over there at WISD stadium. What are your thoughts on this? And what does this say about the changing the culture from Waco high and university that you have these head coaches come in and start implementing some of these um, camps to help develop some of the local products? Well, obviously, you know, you want to have good linemen. Uh, 
I mean, uh, that's a that's a key to any successful football program. And so I think those Waco ISD coaches know that. Uh, Kent Laster and, uh, you know, uh, Waco High coach, Lyndon Health. Uh, so, you know, I think they're going to do things like that. Uh, I mean, we saw sort of an emphasis on powerlifting, which you want to build up the uh, the strength and, and conditioning of your program if you're going to have some success. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's cool. It's a cool thing. I, I've always uh, liked those lineman challenges. Um, you know, it's a way for O-line guys to, you know, to, to get a little glory, you know. I mean, that's the position that, you know, you don't really have any stats. I mean, they have, you know, they have different kind of stats, like right. knockdowns knock downs and pancakes and that kind of thing. We would always laugh when we would get our Super Syntex nominations uh, and see the different terms that, that O-line coaches would have for for their stats, you know, blazer blocks. I, I don't know what the heck a blazer block was, but, uh, you know, there were different things like, you know, that cleared a touchdown maybe or something like that, but uh, but this gives those guys a chance to compete and, and, you know, get a little glory. So more power to them. All right, Bryce, Monday night, who's cutting down the nets? Oh, man. I, you know, I think it's going to be Kansas. I, I, they're the, they're the one seed. They've kind of been a little bit overlooked um, as a one seed, which is, you know, kind of, Interesting. I mean, you know, everybody else was picking different teams, you know, the Gonzagas of the world or whoever. Um, uh, but I, I think the Jayhawks have a really good shot. That said, I mean, um, any of those four teams really can win it. Uh, the Duke North Carolina game is going to get a ton of attention and hype. And, you know, I, I get it. I mean, it's, uh, I wrote a column last summer after uh, after visiting Chapel Hill and um, just talked about how you know it's the best it's the best rivalry in sports to me. I mean you know North Carolina Duke. I mean they're they're like eight miles apart. You know I mean uh, you can throw a, ba- a bounce pass from one campus <laughs> to the other. So, so I mean uh, that should be a lot of fun because I, I guess it's the first time I think that they've met in the Final Four. All right, Bryce. What do you uh, what do you got coming up uh, this weekend in the uh, in the uh, Waco trip? Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll have, as you mentioned, uh, high school soccer playoffs. We'll have Baylor baseball. We didn't talk about them, but they have a series against East Tennessee State coming up this weekend. A little detour from Big Twelve play. Um, Baylor track has its first home meet of the season on Saturday, uh, the Baylor Invitational. It's not their biggest meet. The Michael Johnson meet is is a little bit bigger on that. Uh, and then I'll just tease something here that should be a lot of fun. Um, this story won't probably be done till next week, maybe next weekend. But Sunday night, I've got a little Zoom set up, and and I may have talked about this with you guys before, but. Uh, you know, it's 10 years since the 2012 Baylor baseball team. Um, they won Big 12 that year. We called that season the Feed the Beaver season mm-hmm. uh, because of the uh, rallying cry. Uh, Beaver, you know, emerged from the 
Brazos, and for about a month, they you know or more, they didn't lose a game. They they went on a 24 game winning streak that included an 18 and 0 start in the Big 12, which was just bananas. Uh, anyway, all that to say, uh, I'm doing an interview with a bunch of those guys, as many as can really uh, make it on this uh, Zoom call on Sunday night. Um, and then I'll have a story, you know, coming out of that uh, next week. So. That was the year that uh, finished with the uh, Super Regional against Arkansas, right? That's yeah. Correct. Yeah, and they were very, very close, a double play ball away from – uh, going to Omaha that season, it didn't work out for Baylor, uh, and Arkansas came back and and won that super regional. But man, that was a that was an amazing team. Boy, um, was it? I mean, they they had a lot of talent, and and just that streak you just don't see streaks like that in baseball. Yeah, I, it was um, yeah, for the old for the old boys up in the radio booth. It was kind of fun too. So we got to see some, you know. And I always got to help out writing the articles and all that kind of stuff. So oh yeah, every night he he stopped by the press box, guys, and he'd say, "You need anything from me?" <laughs> I'd always ask Bryce. Bryce got to do anything for you before I leave, because you know we we got to leave a little earlier than they did because they were writing stories. All right, hey Bryce, as always, it's a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time today, as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. That's Bryce Cherry, the uh, sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald. Eight forty-eight. We're a dozen minutes away from nine o'clock here on ESPN Central Texas, and uh, we are presented. By Ted Teague and the group with Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Baylor, Big 12 softball. This weekend on 101.3 FM. It's Baylor and Oklahoma State this weekend at Gatterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 7, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Cowgirls. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM. Call Waco Foundation Repair today. Waco Foundation is a family-owned business specializing in foundation repair for your home or business. With over 40 years of experience in the construction industry, they take pride in all the work they do. If you see cracks, don't stress, call the best. Waco Foundation Repair. Call them today at 254-420-4910 for your free estimate. Or you can visit them on their website at wacofoundationrepair.com. That's wacofoundationrepair.com. Coaches Smoke at 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 330 Austin Avenue. Avenue in downtown Waco. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 
As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Beginning Wednesday, January 19th, Helmet Aerospace in Waco will be holding a weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Helmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash wacocareers or wacohr at howmet.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 Roof at 730 7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Texas A&M goes after the title of the National Invitational Basketball Tournament tonight against Xavier. It tips off at 6 o'clock for what might be the last NIT game at Madison Square Garden. Shaheen Holloway has accepted the head coaching job at Seton Hall. He led 15th seed St. Peter's to the Elite Eight during this year's NCAA Championship Tournament. The MCC softball team has won 17 in a row after a doubleheader sweep of Weatherford. They will complete that four-game series at Bosque River Ballpark on Saturday. Highlander baseball in action this afternoon at Bosque River Ballpark against Weatherford. First pitch is at noon. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag on game time. All right, 8.52. It's eight minutes away from 9 o'clock. And from the grab bag, let's begin with uh, congratulations to Baylor senior Nalissa Smith, honored as a member of the John R. Wooden All-America team. Uh, the organization made that announcement uh, recently, and the uh, Wooden All-America team is uh, comprised of the top five vote-getters in the quest to earn the uh, Player of the Year award. So this, I believe, uh, is, Nelissa Smith is uh, a member of that team, so congratulations to her. Also, you just heard it on Sports Center, but uh, Seton Hall, uh, co- uh, a senior S- Seton Hall player and NCAA coaching star, uh, Coach Holloway is uh, he's he's leaving the Peacocks and he's going to go become the head coach at uh, Seton Hall. Anybody see that coming? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the, anytime you have an opportunity to go back, go back home and coach. Jump on it. Anytime you got an opportunity to get a check. Nice little paycheck, too. <laughs> go go do it. So you know that he, he got a great jump, and so congratulations to him. All right. Uh, JR, uh, on our CNC Collision Center text line, JR said, if North Carolina hadn't won that first matchup, they wouldn't have been seeded and maybe not even made the big dance. So, uh, yeah, so that's what uh, JR's thinking on the uh, win over Duke. Grumpy old fan. This is from Grumpy old fan. On our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. He said, the other day, Ward said he would watch the game sitting out on the back porch. Guess the extension cord for his black and white TV isn't long enough to reach the back porch. Or the wind keeps blowing the rabbit ears off the TV. We got them anchored down with foil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ever have trouble with those rabbit ears, that's what you do. Wrap it up tight. You, you wrap it up. <laughs> 
That kind of goes back to the t- the telephone hanging on the kitchen wall thing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So, all right. Uh, I'm not afraid of a little black and white TV. What's you know? Heck no. Or how about the TV that you a black and white a game on black and white TV is still better than on a laptop. No, it's not. Yes, oh, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You just need to give it a try. Hey, Ward, how about the black and white TV that sat on the big console that was broken? No one could afford to get it fixed. So you had to you set, had to, set the little set portable the, TV set, on top that's of the right. and that's big piece where, of furniture that you had sitting in the living room that was yeah, worthless. Or the big console TV <laughs> that, you know, that were, you know, and. You know, and it's it's set right there, and it you know it it had the TV sitting on top of the TV, mm-hmm. uh, and then you had the rabbit ears on that because you, you had to try to get your three local stations or whatever plus and then PBS. Y'all were the remote controls, huh? Were y'all the remote absolutely, controls? You absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> know what a remote control was? You know, and then you would you no would such thing. You would sit in front of the TV because you wanted to be up to be able to reach mm, and turn you the channel. You wouldn't have to get up and change the Th- channel. That's right. And you were told, "Hey, that that's gonna it's, get away from it. You're gonna blind that's yourself." That's exactly right. That's <laughs> exactly right. Those were the things you were told. Oh, Move back from that TV three feet, or it's gonna blind you. Yeah, I mean, we were, you were big to- time when we got the cowboy antenna at, at mom and dad's house. So you could watch the cowboy games. Yeah, you had to get the big antenna that went uh, on the side of the house that went about. 50 feet in the air so you could see the Cowboy game. <laughs> That's it for us. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see you in the morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.